Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can always catch us where you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. 34 degrees and clear outside at 511. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. You can check in, call or text 570-883-0098. Let me see some text messages. So, Rob, are you and Jake off tomorrow? Merry Christmas to you. Me also until Wednesday. Also, Jake's take tonight, NFL game. Any news on coaches for Chargers or Pittsburgh? He's the best for NFL news. We'll get to him in just a little bit. But uh, I'll be here tomorrow. Jake is having off, taking off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, well deserved. Thank you. Well deserved. <laughs> so, uh, re- real quick, Jake, what's your take on the, the NFL and the any news on coaches for the Chargers or Pittsburgh? Well, I know what he could wish. I know what he's wishing for Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but I've wished it for probably close to ten years now that Mike Tomlin would be gone, especially when. You basically enable behavior like Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Wallace, George Pickens, Chase Claypool. You know, the thing that you have with George Pickens is you have someone that plays when he wants to play. And instead of instead of punishing him, like Andy Reid with Terrell Owens down in Philadelphia back in 2005, no, Mike Tomlin's still going to let him play on Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals because that's, that's the, the culture – let me phrase it, culture, air quotes, that Mike Tomlin's had there for 16 years. And that's just more of the reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin need to go their separate ways. Because of he, someone said it on Twitter earlier today, he's the great enabler. That, that's really all you could say about Mike Tomlin. When it comes to the Chargers, I keep hearing, you know, for, for a few weeks, and especially, here's the weird thing, Rob. When I was, when I did the last hour of your show, this past Thursday, the Thursday night game between the Raiders and the Chargers that night, I said, I will be shocked if Brandon Staley is still the head coach of the Chargers by the end of the weekend. 12 noon, Eastern time Friday, the Chargers fired him. From what I've been hearing, there were so many people that said, you know, Bill Belichick might be the favorite to go to Los Angeles. He might be the next head coach of the Chargers. Now, I'm hearing the name that I brought up, Back in October, Jim Harbaugh. It sounds like Jim Harbaugh. It sounds like Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers. The two of them are very, very interested in it possibly happening. Jim has thought very, very highly of Justin Herbert and the talent that he is. And, of course, you think of all the scandals that Michigan has had. You think of the one thing that I've heard Jim with the Michigan Wolverines while they've been trying to negotiate a new contract, possibly trying to give Jim Harbaugh a five-year extension, the one stipulation that they're trying to put in the contract and the one reason why he's been so hesitant to sign is he can't talk to any NFL teams. Now, he interviewed with the Minnesota Vikings back in January 2022, and, and we go through the cycle every year. You hear about the Raiders. It was the Vikings. Now it's the Chargers. You think of the Chicago Bears because he was there in the late 80s and early 90s. Colts as well before they hired Shane Steichen from Philadelphia. So the thing with Jim is, and the thing with the Chargers, the Chargers are a very, very talented team, but they're a very 
poorly coached team. And it definitely reminds me a lot of 2011 when he went to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that went eight years with missing the playoffs. And Jim's first year there, he transformed Alex Smith into a better quarterback. They went 13-3, and and there were two fumbles away from going to the Super Bowl, just like that. That's the ability that Jim Harbaugh has. So at the moment, I would definitely lean towards Jim Harbaugh as far as the Chargers go. The Pittsburgh Steelers... That's the thing. You you hear all this talk about, you know, maybe the Chargers might be interested in trading for Mike Tomlin. There's also the Washington Commanders. There's also the Chicago Bears. I think it would be best for both parties. But knowing my luck, he's still going to be there in 2024. Here's what the Steelers need to do. If, if Washington called, they're about the fourth or fifth pick in the draft. If Washington called, I would take that in a heartbeat. Take it in a heartbeat. Get that fourth or fifth pick invest in your offensive line, and get a new staff for Kenny Pickett and give him one more year to prove himself. And if he if he does great next year, awesome. If it's more of the same thing, then you look for another quarterback in 2025. But when the time comes, when Mike Tomlin is finally gone from Pittsburgh, I want that next coach to be an offensive-minded coach. I talked about Eric Bieniemy from Washington. I talked about Bobby Slowick, offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. You think of Clint Kubiak, he is on Kyle Shanahan's staff in San Francisco. That's the route that the Pittsburgh Steelers need to go. They're, they've always been defensive-minded, but I want to see them go with an offensive-minded coach when they finally, however happens, whether Mike decides to leave or resign or retire, that's what I want to see happen next. As you know, Jake's on a first-name basis with Mike Tomlin, so <laughs> just putting that out there. So my, my prediction for tonight you got two teams. You got the New Orleans Saints. You got the Los Angeles Rams. Really, neither one of them can, can afford to lose. And the Rams, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. They've had a bit of an easy schedule. But I've definitely seen more out of Matt Stafford this year than I've seen out of Derek Carr. And Derek Carr has definitely been one of the bigger disappointments this year. So I'm going to have to go with the Los Angeles Rams. It's, it's in L.A., and... Just I've seen better quarterback play out of Matt Stafford than I've seen out of Derek Carr. And then, ultimately, it's funny because you talk about the Steelers and the Chargers. They're both playing on Saturday. Steelers, they have the Bengals, 4.30 on NBC. The Chargers, they have the Bills, 8 o'clock, the first ever game, NFL game exclusively on Peacock. I think it's safe to say, just by the, the tone that I've been talking, I'm going Bengals and Bills on Saturday. There you have it. There you have it. Appreciate your insight, Jake. I'm sure the listeners do because they're asking. So we'll get to that. (laughs) Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Elle from Wayne County on the PA budget. Elle, how are you? I'm okay. Um, Did they finally pass it? I thought I heard that they did. They did. Last week, Governor Shapiro signed the last pieces that were missing from the budget. he passed the spending bills and dozens of other pieces of legislation after nearly six months of impasse. But yes, uh, let me see the date on this. December 14th, he signed the rest, the remainder of the budget, whatever was left. Okay. And did you talk about it yet? I did. Oh, okay. I just mentioned um, that, that the, it was finalized. I mean, we kind of talked about what was outstanding. There were a lot of the school bills still outstanding. Um, the fiscal code bill, House Bill 
1300 released uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in funding for a variety of agents, 392 million for 911 services, 7.5 million for Commonwealth's first ever investment in public defenders, 12 million dollars to provide uh, improved dental care for medical assistant recipients. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that were outstanding on that to uh, to get it done. One of the things that that should take note though is Pennsylvania was only one of two states left in the nation that didn't fund public defenders. It was a county duty to do that. Now, in Lackawanna County, they raised taxes 5.9%, I believe, 5.3%, something just above 5%. They raised taxes in Lackawanna County, but that was for funding the public defender's office. So now that $7.5 million is coming from the state to go to every county in, in the state, to help fund public defenders, I would like to know where that extra money now is going when it comes to Lackawanna County, Wayne County, Luzerne County, now that they, they weren't expecting this money, and now they have it. So I'm sure they yeah, budgeted for their public defenders. Now they have this extra money. So what happens now? Yeah, because you got to watch where he spends this money. I don't care what anybody says. He's, he's even worse than Wolf, and time will show it. But he's been he's been acting like the nice guy all along since he got in. And I'm telling you right now, you got to watch those nice guys because there's the ones you got to watch for. <laughs> well, one of the other things that uh, when when they signed this, that both uh, Governor Shapiro and Senate Majority Leader Joe Pittman, Republican from Indiana County, said, uh, lauded the what they called an historic 900 million transfer into the state's rainy day fund so that's some of the money that they're putting uh, aside there so 900 million went to our rainy day fund as well does that mean that that could be used for anything what does that rainy day fund specify it could be used for any time the state needs money to fund for something oh see that's that's not a good thing that's not a good thing because this money should be allocated individually where it's exactly going to go to. Well, every, every state has a rainy day fund, so that's not unusual. Uh, you know, and it, it yeah, comes up and goes. That's a lot of money. Th- yeah, but they usually, and this is adding to it. I, I don't know what we have total in the rainy day fund. I think we're one of the higher states in the nation as far as our rainy day fund. But they do pull from it every now and when there's deficits. Um, you know, it's it's part of the balance. And they do... When, when they do a budget that is pulling money out of the rainy day fund, they do have to stipulate what it's being used for. So it kind of squirrels it away till they need to use it. Then they have to disclose you know, exactly what they're taking and who, what they're using it for. And that goes through the lawmakers. It, he just can't spend it on whatever he wants. Okay. All right. We, got, we still got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Always. No, always. Thanks for checking in, Al. Okay. Thank you. Take have a nice care. Christmas. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. It's uh, 522 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Well, thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. Yes, the roads around the Mohegan Sun Arena are jammed up. Got a call from Iceman. He said, I got off that Blackman Street exit, and it is backed up toward Mountaintop. It's also backed up in front of uh, the shopping centers on 
business route 309. So you can expect business route 309 to be just bumper to bumper, barely moving. Highland Park Boulevard's all jammed up. Cole Street, Hazel Street, all jammed up. 81 in that area, though, does look good in both directions. I'm not seeing any delays, no holdups on 81 in the Wilkesbury area. 81 from mm, Pittston to Scranton, you can expect it to dip below the speed limit in various areas. I think they've cleared up that accident now by Dunmore, but it is still pretty slow go. Heavy traffic North Blakely Street in Dunmore and on North Main Avenue in Scranton as well. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Thank you, Iceman, for checking in on that number as well to tell us about the traffic. Uh, Nikki Stone, WILK. You know what part of my problem is today? Should I ask? <laughs> I decided that it was wear your pajamas to work day. I did because, you know, the pajama party Christmas thing. You didn't notice I was wearing pajamas, Rob. I did. I put my pajama bottoms on with my, well, this is not like, this is a Christmas shirt, but I thought I didn't really like it with any of my jeans. So I thought, oh my gosh, this does look like pajamas. I'm going to put on my pajama pants, throw on a shirt over and call it, let's have a sleepover during the day at work. Okay. So that's what I did. People do that around Christmas. I don't exactly know why. Just go to Walmart. You see people walking around in their pajamas all the time. That this is true. <laughs> this is true. Slippers, even. But <laughs> I don't do this all the time at no. all. And now I'm like, uh oh, what if I have to stop somewhere on my way home from work? Well, the mere fact <laughs> that I didn't even notice, you haven't done anything like that before. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. Thanks, Rob. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, this day and age, I mean, they, they look like uh, patterned sweatpants. Yeah, I guess you. Yeah. But they are pajama bottoms pants. Yeah. Like, I didn't, sorry, didn't mean to call that to your attention. See, I, thanks for bringing my attention. We can make fun of it the rest of the day now. Nikki wore pajamas. <laughs> Nikki wore pajamas. <laughs> it's time. And then put the pajamas time. Oh, I hope you oh, took a shower. Okay. I'm glad you added that in. I people were worried. Bad, like the people you were talking about previously. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron tonight. Mostly clear and cold, low 22. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 40. I can use my radio voice now, Jake, you see? Friday night, increasing clouds, low 34. Saturday, cloudy with a few sprinkles and flurries, high 43. Sunday, mostly cloudy and mild, high 45. Christmas Day, partly sunny and warmer, high 50. It's currently 34 degrees and clear here at 525. You know, my daughter got me for Christmas, Jake. She got me a T-shirt that says, don't make me use my radio voice. So, uh, <laughs> Putting it to good use today. Right? right? I yeah. Might as well. i got to have some fun it, with this. Got to have some fun with it. And uh, feel free to join in. 570-883-0098. That's it, right? Yeah, that's us. Didn't even know. Had a brain fart there. It's 526 here, 34 degrees. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, 529 here, 34 degrees. Got a text message, Rob. I thought you were going to the TSO concert today. I'm going to the one tonight. There's a 730 concert tonight. I'll be leaving here after the show at 6 and uh, head it down to uh, the arena to see TSO tonight. I believe it's a 730 start for the night show. So, yeah, I'll be there during that. Got a, a lot of kudos and text messages for Jake's synopsis on sports. There you go, Jake. As always, well, job well done. 
Did you see this uh, Harvard University president, Claudine Gay, is accused of 40 more acts of plagiarism in a new complaint. Uh, going back quite far, and you're having professors from around the nation, one specifically from Rutgers, saying that he expelled, had a student expelled for doing less. So uh, is there going to be accountability? The mere fact that every time they bring it up, the school says, well, she's correcting her citations. Well, that means she plagiarized. If she's correcting citations, if she's adding quotation marks, if she's adding a citation, it's basically an admission that you stole the work to begin with. So the fact that you're correcting it now and having to be told to correct it because it's being brought to your attention when it's clearly some of it verbatim, paragraphs verbatim, that you did this, will there be responsibility? And if not, will anyone who's caught plagiarizing at Harvard University be allowed to just simply correct their citations and move on? Is there a policy then for plagiarism if all you can do if you get caught, which, I mean, you're going to get caught with AI, with these computer programs where you throw it in, and when she probably did these things either 10 years ago, 20 years ago, could be 30 years ago, we didn't have this technology. Now you put it in, it does a check. I mean, I know high school and middle school teachers who are doing this to check students. But if you were ever disciplined by Harvard for a plagiarism issue, can you now go back and say, well, either you have a standard or you don't? That's the questions that uh, lie here with this slippery slope. Either you hold, either you have a criteria, either you have a plagiarism policy and it's not tolerated, or you kind of don't, which means you don't at all. If, if you're going to enforce it for some and not for others or for, enforce something differently for some and not for others, and I don't care what her position is or, or his or her position. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're a first-year law student. I don't care if you're a business student. I don't care if you're uh, the president of the college, of the university. You should be held to a standard. And if you found out you violated that standard that would normally get people failed or kicked out, expelled from the school, then that should be the policy. That should be the way it's handled. If not, the, your, your endowment's going to get chipped away with a lot of legal uh, cases coming against you because if— if I went to Harvard 20 years ago and did that and got kicked out because I made a mistake and plagiarized something or didn't cite something properly, and now I'm 20 years later, I went to another college, I'm doing all right, whatever it is, and this is what's going on, you know, do I have recourse to go back with you and say, hey, I could have been making this much more money if I was a graduate of Harvard 20 years ago, and this is what you owe me now because obviously you, uh, you utilized your policy to me and you're not doing it to others. Is there a racial aspect to that? Did you not did you adhere your policy to me because I was a white male, but you're not adhering to your policy because here's a black female? Um, it opens up a lot of questions. So uh, they should uh, stick to their policy. And by all means, this Harvard president probably does not deserve to be there based on what's coming to light now. It has nothing to do with her sex, has nothing to do with her color. She lied. She cheated. Plagiarism is just that. It's lying and cheating. And fraud. Academic fraud, by the way. It's uh, 5.33 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Not dreaming of a white Christmas, Jake. Just letting you know.
I'm good without Me it. Me neither. Yep, I'm good. 50 degrees. No one's listening, Nicky. <laughs> 50 <laughs> degrees and uh, sunny, uh, enough to where I could probably get she my outside the, fire pit going. What she, she wanted the, the kiss version of this. I'm like, too late. She's wearing pajamas. Why would you listen to her? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, where do you buy chestnuts to roast on an open fire? I intend to ignore news problems for the next five days. My biggest problem is how to make eggnog and gifts. Be safe. Merry Christmas. Buy the T-Rex and the other dog, pig ears. They have them at pet shops. Yeah, but when the pig ears get going, man, do they smell it. And I'm telling you, T-Rex would be done with it in seconds. Seconds. How do you make eggnog? Actually, it's there's there's some some uh, good recipes for that. You could look it up. Um, that Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog is actually pretty good. Already has the uh, whiskey put into it. They also had a salted caramel. The Pennsylvania Dutch salted caramel eggnog at your state store. You can get that was really good. Not going to say I didn't buy a case of that, but I bought a case of that. And all I got was a T-shirt. And all Sorry. you got was a T-shirt. You did get a T-shirt. There was a lot you did. Of thought. I love that shirt. A lot shirt. of that thought went into that T-shirt. I love that T-shirt. I do. Uh-huh. I do. I really do. But do, do I look like a girl who needs some whiskey right now? Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're not hoping for a white Christmas, I hope, right? I said, no, I'm dreaming of a green Christmas. There you go. But the Kiss version was actually pretty good. Kiss. Kiss doing, yes, it wasn't bad. Don't worry, Nikki. And we're, just, huh? Don't worry, Nikki. We're coming back with Last Christmas just for you. Oh, don't bother. You're oh, good. I'll be you in play, another You studio. play that. I'm throwing a chair through that glass, bro. <laughs> I, Do not I, play that song. I, I will be in another studio. I'm all, I'm all for a good Christmas, uh, but you play that yeah. song. Something's coming See, through I'm that plant. That's, that's not safety glass there. That's coming in. Bad stuff. Chestnuts. I remember when we lived in Freeland on Alvin Street and going in the back uh, yard in the alleyway, there being chestnuts all over the ground. There's chest, two chestnut trees in front of my house. Chestnut trees in front of my house. You're so making me want to plant we one. We go out and get them. I like chestnuts, and, and but I've never seen them actually stole, sold, like in you know they, they're whole at the store. Have you? Yeah, New York. Uh, the Weisses in what uh, is that? Rambling. Waverly. I need to get. I've out seen more. bags of them there. I need to get out more. Oh, that would require grocery shopping. And in New York, all along Midtown, where all the touristy stuff is, there are the chestnut roasting stands all over the place where they have them in the bags, like now you said. Now I want chestnuts. But I wouldn't go to New York to get them. Somebody says eighty-one is crawling from Dunmore, mm. just getting to Pittston now. Yeah, I mentioned it doesn't that look it, like it's easing up. It looks a bit of a mess out there. Um, between Dunmore and the Pittston area. That was Gilbride Limo reporting that. So. Thank you, Kevin. Both directions, it's, it looks pretty ugly. Thank you for, for confirming that for me. So, Oh, is he coming to pick me up in his limo? He said to Pittston. <laughs> that would be great. I've been waiting for you, Kevin. <laughs> did Nikki get her Stevie Nicks Barbie special edition for Christmas? No, I did not. No. I my need... daughter got her nurse Barbie. My, my wife got it for her. We exchanged the gifts when she was home the other day. She got the nurse Barbie. It's um, not Christmas yet, though, so maybe Santa. She's not going to be here for Christmas. Oh, you're talking uh, about you. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of Stevie Nicks Barbie. You're thinking, did your, your daughter got it? She got the nurse Barbie. The nurse. That was good. She's wanted that, and she got it. That's cool. Very nice. All right, should I talk about traffic so I can go on to the next place? 
Okay. This Penteladata Internet Traffic Update brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. So Kevin Gilbride gives us that report. 81, it looks like both directions are going to be a little aggravated between Pittston and Dunmore. Then when you get to the Wilkesbury area, 81 northbound is where it is the worst, and that is between Highland Park Boulevard and Route 115. As you approach the um, Highland Park Boulevard exit, Speeds will dip down to almost one mile per hour as you get off the exit. So that's barely moving. And, yes, still, Business Route 309, that is bumper to bumper, barely moving from Blackman Street to the Wyoming Valley Mall. Highland Park Boulevard's all jammed up. um, I'm sorry, Monday Street is jammed up. Spring Street jammed up. All those roads surrounding have delays. So expect delays in the area of the Wilkesbury Township Marketplace, Wyoming Valley Mall, uh, Mohegan Sun Arena, and Joe Amato's East End Center. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Texter said Garrity's has chestnuts in the produce section. And by the way, this too, South Memorial Highway, um, right after the Kingston exit or right around the Kingston exit, that is jammed up as well. It's moving about 13 miles per hour. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Okay, back to you, Rob. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, mostly clear and cold, low 22. Friday, mix of sudden clouds, high 40. Friday night, increasing clouds, low 34. Saturday, cloudy with a few sprinkles or flurries, high 43. Sunday, Christmas Eve, mostly cloudy and mild, high 45. Christmas Day, partly sunny and warmer, high 50. It's currently 33 degrees and clear outside. At 545 at your official weather station, WILK. Jake started celebrating Christmas early. The fact that he's off tomorrow. Might have to call an Uber for him to get home today. I'm just saying, the only excuse for the choice in songs towards the end here, Jake. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm just that I one of those guys your, from New York, I, you know. I fulfilled your wish, though. I didn't. You didn't play the other one. That's right. You did. You, as, tempted, as tempted as I was. Yeah, that would have been trouble. That would have been trouble. Oh, let's go. Let me go to the phone now. We have uh, Rich from Laughlin on pitcher quality. Rich, what do you got there? How are you doing, Rob? Merry Good. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, my friend. Thank you for all you do. Uh, this has been on my chest for a while. I'm not a big connoisseur of football, but I do watch it occasional, occasionally. And I, I kind of mentioned it to Jake. I think right about the time flat screen TVs came out, when we were going to have the best picture yet, the pro football, NFL, I don't know what they did, but now – the high-speed camera that used to be overhead behind the uh, umpire, right, or the uh, uh, yeah, the umpire, I guess it is. Uh, that when they hiked the ball, he, that camera would track and follow the player. You could see every in and out that the guy did. I think they wanted to save money and they got rid of that high-speed camera that was on the track. And now you start out at, with a side picture. You cannot name one person's number, okay? And that picture may not even be at, the, at like level with the ground. It could be at a skewed angle. You'll see it like looking rectangular. Well, 
and they they'll hike the ball and you have to wait till the camera finally zooms in again to see who was taken down or you know et cetera et cetera and I'm thinking with all the money the millions or billions of dollars spent on flat screen TVs, why did the networks do away with that high speed camera uh you know that used to follow follow the runner right down the line. I kind of mentioned to Jake, and I think he knew what I was talking about. It's just something that's been on my mind. As a side thing, uh, I think I'd like to see James Franklin replaced too, coming up uh, maybe in the, after this next year, because um, when you're playing Ohio State and can't even make one conversion, I mean, you just don't have the people or something. Your, your recruitment's poor. But that's all I wanted to say. Uh, uh, hope you have a good night and that you get to your show okay, Rob. Okay? I appreciate it, Rich. You have a happy holidays and Merry Christmas. And uh, thanks for checking in with your uh, with your observation. Jake, any any uh, take on that? What's going on with the cameras there? I, I can't see them trying to skip on costs. Was it just uh, did it, was it getting in the way? I mean, I know yeah. they have that I, camera there. Yeah, I know that that's one of the things that people have been talking about lately is just the different camera angles and how i guess haphazard they've been and whatnot and getting back to what rich was saying about james franklin your people are going to laugh when they hear this but honestly it's the truth he's basically the mike tomlin of college football and i mean when you think of it you hear of all the hype you hear of all the potential but it's the same it's the same situation year after year after year when you go up against the michigans and the the ohio states and whatnot and i could i i know ton I have tons of friends that are Penn State fans. They sort of voice that that same voice and vent, that same frustration of James Franklin that I have about Mike Tomlin. The only thing is James Franklin signed a massive contract. I think it was like a 10-year contract, I believe, last year. So I don't really see him getting out of that anytime soon. Yeah, yeah good yeah. good quote there. I, I mean, I like the comparison between he's the, the Mike Tomlin. Of, uh, I mean, they're only two and a half hours away from each other. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, they could switch. We wouldn't even know it. Oh, there we go. Let me see. Uh, just to catch up on some things that I didn't really touch on today. Uh, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York City, had that $150 million lawsuit against him from those individuals' civil suit down uh, for defamation in Georgia that was found against him, and he was ordered to immediately pay. Uh, filed for bankruptcy today. So if you didn't hear that news, you got that. There was also a mass shooting in Prague in a university there where 15 people were killed uh, in Prague as we talk there. And and as we talk about things here, you had the lieutenant governor of California write a letter to their secretary of state. to explore every legal option to remove former President Donald Trump from the 2024 primary ballot, claiming California must stand on its right si- on the right side of history and that it's a dire matter that puts at stake the sanct- sanctity of our Constitution and our democracy. No, actually, uh, Ms. Alina Konarlakis, that's the lieutenant governor of California, Due process and the the fact that you are innocent until proven guilty is the sanctity of our Constitution and democracy. Not the fact just because you want to like someone, you'll manipulate the law or the Constitution itself. Almost every legal expert on either side had said over the past 24 hours, this type of activity 
they are literally throwing matches, lit matches at a powder keg. And that's exactly what's going on here. You don't want to vote for the guy, don't vote for the guy. This stuff that's going on now is utter nonsense. If Joe Biden is doing such wonderful things, why are they so afraid of him? Why won't they just let Donald Trump get voted down if that's the case? Because they're afraid. That's the only way you could put it. And it's mind-boggling that this is going on. And California is not the only one. There's probably a dozen other states that are looking to remove Donald Trump from their primary ballot. Now, if this starts continue, well, if the Supreme Court comes down with a decision, which we don't know what they'll do at this point, the fact that the, the Colorado Supreme Court came down with a decision and immediately stayed that decision, they know they're not on the right side of history. They knew that it's probably not going to stand. And, uh, you know, one one of the things yesterday that I talked about, I talked about the, the uh, Supreme Court justices in Colorado were unelected. And somebody says, well, the Supreme Court judges are going to hear this case eventually, and they're unelected as well. Yes and no, because the Supreme Court justices of the United States have to go through the vetting of the Senate, where they do vote if they stay or they go, where the Supreme Courts and Colorado justices are just appointed by the governor. So there is that difference there, but I get what you're saying with that. It's uh, 5.57 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Appreciate all you guys uh, interacting on text messages. Jake, I appreciate you. You have a great Christmas this weekend. Merry Christmas Enjoy to you, it with Lisa your and family. Thank you. Uh, and you, to you guys out there, I'll be here tomorrow. We'll get through it. Um, we'll see what Johnny Johnny <laughs> Lucas is going to play for us in there. I, he already started asking, Celtic women? Still Celtic women? Celtic women Christmas? I said you can play a little of it, but we'll get it. Merry Christmas, uh, everybody. Merry Christmas from Jake. Uh, God bless, be safe, and I'll be here to do it again tomorrow. We'll be back.